The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to The Real Money Show. My name is Jeremy Wiseman, Vice President of Guildhall Wealth. I am joined by Darren Long. He is the Vice President of Sales. Later in the show, we're also going to have Paul Wiseman, uh, President of Guildhall Wealth. This is The Real Money Show, the website, guildhallwealth.com, the phone number, one eight seven seven eight silver Darren, I know you know we, we don't have a lot of product, and, and in some ways it's been a crazy week and a slow week, but there's a lot of things to get to today. We want to talk about the divergence between the paper price and the physical price. We're going to get into the ratio of gold and silver. We're going to talk about gold during a deflation and why that might be a topic that's important today. And we want to get people to think about also a natural fancy colored diamond. So let's get started. Website, again, guildhallwealth.com. And also, for anyone that is interested in getting some physical precious metal and acquiring that for their portfolio, as you've been listening to the show the last few weeks, there is severe shortages in the physical precious metal market. So we encourage everyone to contact us, get onto a wait list, and make sure that that you are going to be in line for some physical product as they start to come in. Now, Darren, we've had a little bit of product starting to make its way back into the market, which is really good. But the price difference between what you see on the screen and the actual cost to buy the physical product is is as wide as we once saw it for a short period in 2008. This has been a much more prolonged period of this difference between what we call the spot or paper price of, of gold and silver and the actual physical price. W- tell us some of your, um, you know, what you're noticing in the market right now with regard to that. Well, it's certainly uh, not an easy thing to understand because most people will look, Jeremy, at the paper price of gold or silver and even if they understand there is some costs that are related to fabrication and perhaps the shipping of product to a dealer like Guildhall, they still would not ever come up with the realization that there would be quite that wide of a divide between the price they're paying for a bar of silver or gold versus what the paper futures market is uh, presenting as the spot price. And that's because we must have market balance or equilibrium is where we derive the world spot price out of the futures market. What we've realized over the last month and a half, although this argument has been here for a very long time and it has always alleged the same thing, which is the paper pricing has never accurately uh, forecasted what the actual physical price should be, we're realizing this more than ever right now with a number of different things happening in the background, which is putting pressure on that. And so even on a day where gold and silver, on, we're taping on Friday, have had just a tiny little bit of pullback, a couple of percent in silver and a little over percent in gold, and are presenting themselves as great buying opportunities, there is a huge, huge divergence between what that paper price is saying and what we're actually paying. So ultimately, in dealing with this market, you have to come to terms as a buyer, us included, because we own gold and silver ourselves, uh, and we have to come to terms with all of the various aspects of that divergence. And a lot of it relates to the supply, Jeremy. It's just a bottom line realization that right now, with the way the supply has basically dwindled down to nothing, 
there is a significant gap in that supply-demand scenarios, which under normal circumstances you would see um, resolved by price. Price is not doing that right now, but in the physical market where we live and where we sleep and eat and breathe, it is showing a significant difference. Silver is not being sold anywhere near the $15 range. Gold is not being sold anywhere near the $1,600 range. And ultimately, we think that there is going to be uh, some type of realization by the mainstream that there needs to be long-term a new mechanism for price discovery. Ultimately, that gap is here to stay. One eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Darren. The way I was explaining it to someone yesterday, I was saying, okay, you want to go buy a TV and you go to Best Buy and they say, oh, the TV is $1,200. And there's another site that says it's $800. Turns out the site that says it's $800 is the, is the site that's actually setting the prices for everyone. Okay, well, then why is it $1,200 at Best Buy? You go to Best Buy and they say, yeah, well, we can deliver it. You go back to the site with the $800 TV and they say, oh, well, yeah, we have product. Really? Okay, so I'll buy it at $800. Okay, but you're never going to get it. We don't, we don't actually really have it now that you forced our hand. Right. Yeah. And, and we were talking about sure. this, Darren. What did you say about it? Something like. Oh, so look, you're uh, going to be told by the sales guy that I can give you that same TV for $400 less, uh, but you're going to have to get on the waiting list to get it. And ultimately, it's the same situation that we're experiencing here. There are lots of firms who will gladly take an order, but it could be 30, 60, 90, 120 days before you even begin to see the product. And if at all you actually get it, you'll be among the very small percentage of lucky people who do. I would never do that. We don't do it at Guildhall. We only offer to people that which is guaranteed in product and that's what makes us different from the next guy. And that is something we need to stay on topic-wise and discuss because we've got so much more in this show to do. So, Jeremy, um, I think that that is a topic that's uh, certainly near and dear to us. Let's stay with it. Yeah, and, and again, our wait list is about waiting for when we receive the physical product. And in the context, I think what you were trying to say, Darren, as well, is that this idea of the futures market, which has no physical product, and it's being shown that they have no physical product, can't deliver on that physical product, happens to be the mechanism for price discovery. Well, now there's a real-world entity that says, yeah, but if you actually want to get this TV or you actually want to get this physical product, here's the price, and it's much higher. Now, when we come back, we're going to talk about where those prices are with regard to the ratio. It's something that our listeners know very well, the ratio between gold and silver or the silver-gold ratio. Uh, so let's get right into that. You're listening to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com, and you're listening on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We're back at the Real Money Show. One eight seven seven eight Silver is the number. Guildhallwealth.com is the website. Get onto the wait list. Get onto the newsletter. Get some information in your hands uh, and stay up to date on this market. Darren, in the last segment, we were talking about this divergence between the physical market and the paper market. And I noticed this week, actually, that it's actually wreaked havoc on the ratio between gold and silver. 
when uh, I guess we're going on about a month ago now when the price of silver dipped down into the $11 range, the ratio all of a sudden went from an 80 to 1, which is ridiculous. We all know the historic ratios, 16 to 1. People like Keith Newmeyer, who is, uh, you know, who owns the Silver Majestic Mines, uh, talks about the actual amount of silver coming out of the ground is probably more like eight or nine to one in terms of, of silver to gold. We know that there's what, five billion ounces of gold above ground, maybe two billion, more probably more closely to one billion ounces of, of silver, which makes silver five times more rare than gold. And yet, the ratio right now, Darren, uh, maybe you can have your calculator handy. I've got uh, it. it, it it's got to be well over 100 to 1, yes? Well, in fact, in the last couple of months, uh, it has risen to as high as uh, almost 130 to 1. We're up in the 125, 127 range, and it is now sitting at 111 to 1. It's been in that kind of range for the last couple of weeks, and it's hard to believe a month has passed, Jeremy, since that very short window on the 15th of March where silver did dip. Again, disconnect to the paper price uh, versus the actual reality of what physical is selling for. But that ratio is a very key ingredient in understanding this market and why somebody who's thinking about their balance of silver to gold ownership might have an argument for increasing their ownership of silver. Because even throughout the bull market we've experienced since our doors opened in 2002, that ratio has been on average, even with the increase as of late, at around 60 to 1. And if we were at 61 right now and gold was still staying in the 1690 range, silver would actually be at $28 an ounce. That is a fair assumption. That is not saying silver at 100 or silver even at its all-time high of 52 that's just merely saying that if right now we were sticking to the average in ratio between gold and silver during this bull market, we'd be closer to 60 to 1, which would peg silver at $28 an ounce. So there's an argument in and of itself for why one might want to look at it. But in the grand scheme of things, we have seen in the past, our experience of being here for 15, 16 years tells us, Jeremy, that there is a lag in silver on every single major climactic moment. This is the next huge bull market that we're about to experience. It's a long-term bull market. It has just awakened as of last year in both gold and silver. And if we look back to our charts, we would see that, in fact, gold led the charge in 2004, 2006, 2008 in the last time in 2011. Yeah, and you know, even if we were to go back to an 80, 80 to 1, Darren, given the 1690 price range on gold right now, it would still put the spot price of silver in and around $21 an ounce. That's right. So really, no one should be surprised to be, if they can get it, actually acquiring silver, for instance, in and around $21 an ounce US. It really shouldn't surprise anyone. So in some ways, the physical market is doing the job of that paper market that we discussed. And I, I completely sure. agree with you in terms of the beginning of a bull market because what we're witnessing with this divergence in the paper and, and physical price is very similar to the breakdown of the London gold pool. What the world is finding out is that this futures market does not have the physical product to back up its paper claims 
which is putting so much pressure on that physical market. And what happened from that point? Okay, yep, it took basically a decade, right, for silver to go from under $3 an ounce to as high as 50 The COMEX was invented in the middle of that, that range. I think what we're seeing is much more crunched periods of time here, especially if you even look back to 2008 through 2011, the price of silver went from 8 to $48. So I think we're in for that. I think we're in for much, much higher prices. Uh, Darren, when we get back, though, I think let's talk about the concept of deflation. We're seeing a lot of unemployment numbers coming out. Uh, obviously, uh, the virus and the the pandemic is uh, wreaking havoc with the with the economy. What's that going to look like once we're out of that? Uh, once we're out of that, and we can kind of get things going again, what's it going to mean to the economy? I think it's it's time to start talking about that. Yeah, I think it is, and I think it's important to note: gold is now averaging. As of this most recent update, now averaging almost 11% per year since 2005. Incredible. You're listening to The Real Money Show. one silver is the number. Guildhallwealth.com is the website. And you are listening on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. You're listening on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. The phone number one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. We have a newsletter. It's a great way to get information on the markets. Make sure that you're on the wait list so that you can get some physical precious metals into your portfolio. Darren, we're about to talk about what's going to happen when the pandemic is at least eased and the economy can get back into into business, as it were. I want to I want to start by reading you a quote from Jeffrey Gunlack, uh, you know, famous hedge fund guy, very sure. smart. He said the Federal Reserve is presently acting in blatant noncompliance with the Federal Reserve Act of 1913. An institution violating the rules of its own charter is de facto admitting that said institution has failed and is fundamentally broken. What do you think? Well, I think that that is a significant statement, and I have my own Jeff Gunlack thoughts, but again, I do follow the man, and I do believe he speaks common sense as it relates to the economy. And he seems to think that the financial media don't seem to understand the scenario that we're in. We're never going back to the way it was in, in just a few months ago, in January even, uh, the, the what he calls you blow dry my hair and I'll blow dry your hair economy. He's, gonna, he's telling us that going forward, the, the emphasis is going to be put on saving money and having a net economically productive skill. That's going to be the new cool. And along with that comes the protection of assets through hard uh, the protection of wealth through hard assets. And he's a huge proponent of the ownership of gold. And when you look at deflation, a lot of people, Jeremy, they, they've always heard us talk about inflation. And relatively speaking, we are still going to experience in many aspects of everyday life inflation. And we've talked about it because money printing, in essence, is what has led to prior bouts of inflation. And of course, we know there's more money printing than ever. We haven't even come to grips or terms as to what is going to be the outcome of quantitative easing the world over because it's global. 
now. It's not. It's no longer just a part of Canada or just a part of the U.S. Every major nation in the world is printing right now. The printing presses are running full-time, full speed. There are zeros being added to the end of every ledger sheet the world over. And they're doing it while they can get away with it because the emphasis is on health. It's on this, well, listen, we call it the CCP virus. I don't think we should beat around the bush about it. Um, I'm not a fan of communist China. And I think that if you look into it, that's one of the main problems that's facing the economy right now is this whole virus. And that is prolonging the effort by many to look into the real underlying problems of what we're going to face financially. When it comes to deflation, Jeremy, it's a simple argument. It's the opposite of inflation. You're going to have deflation. You're going to experience it in this type of economic climate. The argument to be made, however, is not one that's the opposite of inflation for gold and silver. It will not drop in price. Historically, over the last 100-plus years, drops in deflation or massive bouts of deflation have led to asset protection. And like Dunlack said, the new cool will be having savings. And you've talked about silver as savings for as long as I've known you. And this is the reality we face, whereby in owning gold, in owning silver, you're going to start to get all kinds of additional benefits that go well beyond just the aspect of speculation, just the aspect of just the normal protection or balance of a portfolio. You may get something that's life-saving. You may get something that has to be used. But either way, it's something that should be part of every single person's portfolio the world over, bar none. Yeah, you know, in some ways, if you look at the amount of of money that the Fed is pumping into the bond market or uh, the repo market or even buying back stocks now. Like I, I, I think I think I may have called it, Darren, uh, several months ago when I said the Japanification of America because the Fed has decided to be, um, you know, not just the lender of last resort, but the buyer of last resort. You know, I don't know how many people are taking their life savings and throwing it into the stock market right now, but the stock market's definitely hanging in there. So there's a there's a, an argument to be said that the stock market the the stock market is is in, is hyperinflated or or at least experiencing strong inflation because its numbers keep going up. But how, right? Mm-hmm. What happens? What happens if if that money gets pulled back? Right. That's like when, you know, when the when uh, the government started taking the greenbacks out of the out of the market. Right. There was a deflationary period. I mean, the Fed tried it. There was a you know, the stock market didn't like it. Wall Street didn't like it. And they said, OK, we'll we'll be we'll be loose in our pawn, our, our policy again. But if that money starts leaving those markets, you're going to see those markets deflate. In which case, gold is going to do what it's always done. It's a representative of value. And when you see currency going up and down, it's relative to the actual steadiness of the physical metal itself. Right? We have that chart where we show all of these currencies falling over a period of time. And it's actually that gold is just holding its its value in place. So this idea that if, if real estate starts falling... Uh, stock markets start falling, businesses start falling, and gold stays right in place, right? A little bit like what you're seeing in the stock market right now, except it's the stock market's completely, in my in my mind, uh, manipulated. So um, let's move topics for the next segment, Darren. Let's talk about natural fancy colored diamonds and how that could work in a portfolio to protect long-term wealth. The The number is one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. You are listening to The Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The phone number 18778Silver, the website guildhallwealth.com. We've been talking about owning physical hard assets, gold and silver, and some of the fundamentals at play behind that. Also, very similar connection to precious metal precious metals is natural fancy colored diamonds they are connected fundamentally we are trying to source our physical gold and silver product we will not uh, sell that product unless we have it physically available to us so that it's uh, available for immediate delivery which is the exact same thing with natural fancy colored diamonds in fact Darren one of the the things that really makes Guildhall different in the world of natural fancy colored diamonds is we own the collection we're not we're not uh, helping people acquire diamonds through someone else's list. These are diamonds we've gone out procured. We have, um, you know, looked for very specific qualities in all of these natural fancy color diamonds. And the number one quality, of course, is that they be the best of the best. Um, in fact, it's true, Jeremy. We do yeah. have that. And ultimately, when it comes to our inventory. We have the same philosophy of gold and silver. We're not going to offer something we can't guarantee will be in the client's hands. We're not about paper product. We're about the physical. And colored diamonds, they do lend themselves very well to the same type of fundamentals as in gold and silver. They are driven and can be safe haven assets and have proven their value over time. Historically, as Paul has often mentioned on the show, they began tracing value of prices back in the uh, late 70s, early 80s. And there has been nothing but gain in the colored diamond market since that time. And we've always focused on the ones which have been on par, the top of the top, the top one percentile of the best in each color category. And we focus predominantly on two types in yellow and pink. They meet two different budget ranges. And they, like gold and silver, are definitely safe haven assets and perform well when the rest of the world is uncertain. And we are in a very uncertain time. Paul, your thoughts on that? Well, you know, we talk to a lot of clients. Clients at this time are extremely worried about their portfolios. This week, uh, the stock market has risen um, on, I call it, head fakes by Trump trying to, uh, you know, ho-ho, get everybody excited about going back to work. The real thing is, you know, are we going to go back to work next month? Is it going to be two months? Is it going to be three months? Or is it going to take 18 months before they get a vaccine? And what does it look like when we do go back to work? Um, you know, we're very, very fortunate. We're in a business that is a very sound in the fact that we deal in physical product. We don't sell paper products. We don't sell stocks or ETFs or futures, options on futures, certificates. We actually sell the physical product. And it's very, very hard to get hold of the physical product in gold, in silver, and in natural fancy colored diamonds. In actual fact, in natural fancy colored diamonds, everything is shut down. There is, you can't you know, call anybody to go see anything or touch anything, uh, look anything, get people to go to their offices, open up their safe, and send you product. It's not going to happen. We are very fortunate the fact that we have product. We have a range of terrific 
investment diamonds. We have three qualities, fancy, intense, and vivid. Uh, it actually fits everybody's pocketbook. We can start off on a, over a one carat, a 102 carat for about $12,000. That's a fancy, internally flawless. That means the diamond is perfectly cut, the symmetry is perfect, the color is perfect, and it's internally flawless, which means there is no inclusions in that diamond. We then get to the next level, which is intense, which you're looking at around about $21,000, $22,000 a carat. Uh, again, it's, it's like buying a car. You can go out and buy uh, a, a Chev, just a Chevrolet car. Then you can go out and buy a Mercedes top of the line, or you can buy a Ferrari. You're only going to get what you pay for. You don't need a tractor trailer to go do shopping. You know, that doesn't count. Uh, white diamonds have never gone up in value unless you're buying um, an internally flawless triple X, which means um, it's the top of the line pure colorless diamond and even those are very very hard to find diamonds have been for 2000 years or longer the safest investment for the wealthiest people the smartest people the savviest people that have always bought very very high quality diamonds color diamonds especially that they've passed down from generation to generation and we've seen in auctions darren prices of diamonds for pinks and yellows just at bring in astronomical prices. And what this is with a natural fancy color diamond, it's a hedge. You have life insurance, home insurance, car insurance. Do you have something to insure your wealth, to insure your capital? And a natural fancy cap diamond is something that will insure your capital. They've never gone down in 40 years of the, since they've been keeping records. And for thousands of years, it's been a store of wealth. It's portable wealth. You can hold in the palm of your hand millions of dollars worth of product. It's not a house. It's not a piece of property. Um, it's something that you can hold in your hand that you can pass on to generations. And if you hold on for 10, 15 years, if you're looking at retirement or putting your kids through school, this is just a wonderful investment. I know we have to go to break, gentlemen, but when we come back, I want to start this next segment with some very Guildhall exclusive updates on the Argyle mine. This you will not get anywhere else, and it has been confirmed through a verified source, and it is worth sticking around for. It is very important news, and it has to deal with the closing of the Argyle mine. Definitely, let's stay on this topic. I think there's a lot more to cover. I particularly like the concept of real estate in your pocket, Paul. So the website, guildhallwealth.com, you can go and view the collection. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver This is The Real Money Show. You are listening on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. We'll be right back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Thanks for staying tuned to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. We are talking about the natural fancy color diamonds that we have um, in our inventory right now. If you go to the website, you'll see that uh, some of the products that we have, not all of them are up on the site, but we did have several diamonds sell last week, uh, Paul. Now, Darren, just before break, you said that there was something incredible news going on with the about the natural fancy color diamond market please let us know yes through my connection and the time that we've spent investigating the argyle mine 
our buyers and our listeners to the show may or may not know, but the Argyle mine was, in fact, scheduled to close at the end of this year. And we have mm-hmm. been talking about this for a very long time, well over mm-hmm. a decade, in fact. We've been discussing this closing of where 90% of the world's pink diamonds are produced, which is a very small amount of production, but still 90% of any market completely evaporating is a very significant development and has definitely played a role in uh, developing prices and understanding why the cost of an Argyle diamond has risen and makes such a good investment. But before they go haywire, everybody wants to know, how do you know? If they're a public company and they're only giving us information and it's trickling through and they've only said, yeah, it's 2020, well, a bit of research and you will find yourself part of something that's very exclusive. I've done it for years. I've been researching this Argyle mine and about 15, 20 minutes ago, I got from a group that I belong to of employees of the mine, a very simple answer to a very simple question. The question was, is Argyle still shutting down given the virus, the update in the world, the uncertainty about health? And the answer, yes. The last bit of dirt coming out from underground will be on November the 2nd, 2020, the plant will shut down close to that date. So there you have a very piece of exclusive information. Uh, for those that don't know, the Argyle mine has continued to operate during the uh, what we are now calling the CCP crisis, Jeremy, as we alluded to earlier. Uh, and ultimately, that is of great value because you now get additional reason to invest in something, own something that is a piece of history that is going to explode in price, in my opinion, and you're doing it a fraction of what I think the true value of those diamonds will be in five or 10 years from now. Could be one of the best things you do to protect your wealth ever. I get a list of diamonds in from the from the dealers, and it's a very small list. It could be six, it could be 10 diamonds, and out of those diamonds, maybe I'll pick one or two diamonds just by looking at the GIA that meet our criteria, yeah. uh, I have the diamond sent in to me on consignment. If I don't like the diamond when I get it, it goes straight back. Um, the color is the most important thing when we're buying a natural fancy colored diamond. The next thing is we look at the cut. The next thing we look at the clarity, um, which is very important. Was As I said, in pinks, we only carry VS quality. We don't carry SI, I1, I2. Those are diamonds that you actually can see the inclusions with a naked eye. So we buy the best of the best because every diamond that we buy, eventually it will come back to us. Clients may want to sell them back in 10, 15 years, and I don't want to buy back something that is not acceptable to me. So I'm happy you know, when we get a diamond back of great quality, especially in the Argyle pinks, because when this mine closes, these diamonds could double and triple in the next 10, 15 years. Uh, Most of the people that I know, the dealers, are actually just pushing the diamonds to the back of the safe and they're just pulling out one or two to cover their rent. That's all they're doing. They know the product is going to go through the roof. In the last 10 years since they've been keeping records, especially on pinks of over a half a carat in quality, they've gone up an average of 357% in the last 10 years. So if you want to get into this market, you want to give us a call, uh, we'll be happy to, you know, give you some information. But again, not everybody can afford a pink. Yellows to me is going to be the next pinks because when the mine closes, everybody's going to rush to yellows. 
And I think it's a great opportunity to buy yellows, you know, ranging from 12000 22000 for an intense, maybe $40,000 for a vivid. Uh, these are the type of diamonds could easily double and triple as well over the next 10, 15 years. And like you said, Paul, we're very particular about the inventory that we carry because eventually we could be helping these clients uh, get into the secondary market and basically resell those diamonds. Coming up, we're just going to talk about delivery of physical product, some further updates in the market. And uh, so stay with us. There's a lot, lot more on The Real Money Show. You are listening on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, the website guildhallwealth.com, and the phone number one 877 silver We'll be right back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the website guildhallwealth.com, the phone number one eight seven seven eight silver Darren, we've covered a lot of ground today. I particularly liked the idea of the, the gold-silver ratio right now because of this divergence between the paper market and the physical market. All of a sudden, that ratio is out of whack, and if you were to put that ratio to where it was even a month and a half ago, you'd see silver trading at over $20 an ounce, which I believe anyone looked at that price wouldn't bat an eyelash at it. They'd say, oh yeah, that makes perfect sense given given the pandemic that's happening around the world and the need for people to protect wealth. Uh, but you do have some more information, some updates, so please share that with our listeners. Well, as we've been discussing through the whole show, logistics is very difficult to uh, comprehend at this point in time. Delivery dates, uh, product coming in and when it'll come in and what priorities are set uh, are very hard right now to get a grip on. And rightfully so. Uh, a lot of the priority in logistics for shipping of anything has gone to items that the uh, have deemed have been deemed essential and must get through. So, you know, you can appreciate a lot of what is available in containers and what is available in uh, you know moving shipments is going to be uh, used by essential things you know so we don't have perfect timelines on the delivery of gold and silver Add and one and, and one of the things that we have noticed, Darren, is that the wholesaler has limited all of the product. There used to be all these different options for product. You know, if you wanted a 100-ounce silver bar, you had a choice of 10 different bars to buy. Now they've just narrowed it all down to one 100-ounce silver bars, what they call LBMA-approved, meaning a globally recognized brand, but they're not going to guarantee you which brand you're going to get. You get what you get is, is what it comes down to. And that's fine. I mean, our clients should never be worried about that because ultimately we have a uh, chain of integrity there that stays intact from a Hallmark refinery, which, as you said, is LBMA approved. Now, if you look at what's been changing in real time, some of the Swiss development of product is back online. The Valcambi, Argor, and PAMP facilities slowly ramping back up. But again, very minimal staff, very minimal resources at this point in time. Here at home, the Royal Canadian Mint came back online. They are having to prioritize certain parts of the programs, meaning numismatics or collectibles, which we don't deal in, but are other parts of what the RCM does. They've been shut down. There is no collectibles being created right now, nothing. It has all been turned towards what they're trying to do with their coin programs and so on and so forth. But even as this show is taping, Jeremy, 
We got news this week that the Royal Canadian Mint has also done something that they haven't done since wartime, since World War II. They've decided to reform part of the refinery operation to create what is necessary for the PPEs, so protective equipment. And they're actually making hand sanitizer out of a part of the Royal Canadian Mint refinery to do their part to help Canadians all over. So even when things like that occur, that's going to slow down this process. And really what it comes down to is it's just understanding where we are in the entire situation. Right now, mentally, we're all focused on the health of the, of the world. And as we've been calling it throughout the show, uh, the, the CCP virus, uh, which is more commonly known, obviously, as COVID, but do your research. Uh, this is something that's going to be with us for some time. It's going to change the outlook we have on the way the world goes forward. And unfortunately, uh, you know, when you get uh, people touting that the economy is something that could be turned on and off with a key, it's exactly the opposite. These are self-inflicted wounds, Jeremy, and they're going to take time to heal. And you can't go forward without the recognition of, of the necessity of safe haven assets. You have to have gold and silver in your portfolio in order to make it work. You have to own colored diamonds. You can't think about it. You can't act as if you're going to do it in the future. You have to actually make it a part and make a plan to do that. And, and I just say, let us help you to do that because we're among the best in the world at helping people to do it already. Yeah, you know, we do only physical product. We have a motto, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. We assist clients to own that physical product in registered accounts um, where they actually have access to the vault and to personally audit their holdings. Obviously, right now we're in the midst of a quarantine, but you know, a month from now, those clients would be able to go back and, and visit their product. Uh, we've had clients take delivery of product from their depository accounts. In fact, we had a client take delivery from an RSP account you know, this whole pandemic, um, you know, he freaked him out and he decided, hey, I don't care. I'll pay my withholding tax. I want the product with me. Guess what? It's been delivered. It's in his hands. That's a that you can't get that anywhere else. Try taking delivery from an ETF, right? Try taking delivery from a pool account, these type of things. When there's counterparty risk involved, you're dealing with counterparties and they hold m many of the cards. So with Guildhall, it's all got to be physical. Unfortunately, right now we're dealing with a supply shock, which stems from the paper markets, but it will eventually get worked off. People will be able to get their product in the market and look what's happening. There is little product out there at a time where the prices are so low. We're not talking about mania hype on physical product. We're talking about no product available at the lower prices. So when more product gets back up online and the price of silver you're paying, you know, $32 an ounce Canadian, I really wouldn't worry about it because if you look at all of the money being printed, you look at all of the economic problems that we're going to have to face going forward, you could easily see fundamentally the price of silver going into the triple digits and gold easily getting into the $5,000 range or much, much higher from there. Speak to a representative at Guildhall. Learn more about these markets. Get prepared, certainly. Uh, Darren, any last thoughts? My last thoughts are that we have to be cautious going forward. It's time to make certain that you are thinking about your family and what is best for your wealth. Uh, we have yet to see really what the full outcome of this financial breakdown is going to be. Uh, I want to wish people the best of luck in dealing with the situation we find ourselves in. It's unprecedented, but at the same time, there are some outlets that will help you to get through this you've heard lots of them one of them is the protection of wealth it is for well-being it is for the goodness of your future i think that you have to consider these assets in gold silver and natural fancy color diamonds to do just that 
sleep well at night, have some physical precious metals in your portfolio. This has been The Real Money Show. You have been listening on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, the phone number 18778Silver, the website guildhallwealth.com, and we look forward to speaking with you again next week. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.